Coming up, have you come to the, the, the realization at some point where you realize that God knew your heart? He knew exactly what was going on in your heart, what your desires were, what your priorities were, and he showed you that he knew. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. You are not forgotten. The God of all creation sees you and is always looking after you, even when it doesn't feel that way. Join us as Pastor Rob discusses this wonderful aspect of God's character. Here's part two of the message, God sees you. So God sees your false beliefs, specifically he sees them. Number two, write this down. He specifically sees, he sees your doubts about him. He sees your doubts about him. Can I get an amen? Do y'all, is there some things that, come on, be honest with you. There's some things about God that the Bible says you be like, uh. <laughs> um, you know, he, he sees it. He sees it. He sees your doubts. He sees your doubts about him. John 1.46 goes on and says, And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Look at there. <laughs> Philip tells Nate, Philip tells Nate, he says, Nate, we found him. Okay? The one that the prophets and Moses talked about. And Nate's response is, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? God saw that though. God knew about Nate. He knew Nate. He saw Nate. He knew his doubts. He knew. Okay. He knew. And he knows your doubts. He knows my doubts. He knows. He knows. All right. And, 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 and it's good. He sees them and he's seeing it as he's seeing it. He's seeing your doubts again. Let me back up a little bit from the perspective of the creator, from the perspective of the master planner, from the perspective of the savior. He's seeing all this about you. From those perspectives. Nate was doubting whether or not there was anything good in Jesus our Lord. Because he said he came from Nazareth. He said, well, can anything good come from Nazareth? He was doubting the goodness of Jesus. Huh? I think all of us have been there at some point. <laughs> right where Nate was, doubting the goodness of Jesus. Right? All right. So Romans 2 4 says this Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? It is the goodness of God that leads you, leads us to repentance. So it's important for us to ponder and to think about and to meditate on God's goodness because it leads us to better thinking. You know, repentance is changing your mind. That's what it is. It's changing the way you think 
and then taking those thoughts and then they engender new feelings and then they cause you to do new actions in a different direction than you was going before. Repentance changes your mind, changes your feelings, changes your direction. And the text is saying it is God's goodness. Some translations say God's kindness that leads you to change your mind, change your feelings, and change your direction. So we need to think about God's goodness every now and then, every day. Think about God's goodness. Third thing he sees specifically about you is he sees when you are getting closer to him. He sees when you are getting closer to him. He sees your false beliefs. He sees your doubts about him. And then he sees you when you're getting closer. Look what happened here. So um, we back up just a minute. And so Philip told Nathaniel, he said, we found him, right? And he went on and he told him when he asked him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said, come and see. It's not on your paper, but we read it earlier. Philip said, come and see. Okay. So one of the things we, 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 we learn here is that for me to overcome my doubts, I have to take some action. I got to take some action. And when Philip offered to Nate to come and see, he took him up on it. And so now our text picks up, and our point, verse 3, he sees when you are getting closer to him. John 147a says, and Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him. Okay? He, he obliged Philip and said, okay, I'll come and see. And now Jesus is seeing Nate get closer because he took action on his doubts. He didn't just say, I doubt, and that's it, you know. I don't know, but, you know. The, the, the same thing happened with old Doubting Thomas we always talk about. Thomas doubted, but he made sure he was there the next time. <laughs> yeah, y'all got that. He, he, he wasn't in the room when Jesus showed up the first time, but he was there the next time. Okay? And he took action on his doubts. Same thing is true for us. You know, doubts won't get cleared up if you just sit on them and do, and do nothing. Hey, you got you to take action because God is seeing you from the perspective of the creator, from the perspective of the master planner, from the perspective of the savior. And you won't get over it until you take some action. And so now Nathaniel is moving closer to Jesus. And Jesus sees it. And look what happened. He, he, he saw him coming. And then the fourth thing that he sees, 
Number one, he sees your false beliefs. Two, he sees your doubts about him. Three, he sees you getting closer because you took action. Four, he sees your background. He sees your background. John 1.47b says, it says, and, and said of him, when Jesus saw him coming, he said of him, behold, an Israelite indeed. Y'all see this? <laughs> Nate is coming closer to Jesus. Still a distance away, but he's coming. Jesus didn't wait for Nathaniel to say something to him. He sees Nate from the planner perspective, from the creator perspective, from the savior perspective, and he addresses him. And he hits Nate. With that, ooh, look here. This is definitely an Israelite right here, indeed. He calls him out on his background. He recognizes where he come from, who he come from, and he acknowledges it. Jesus know where you come from, too. He know your background. He know everything about you. He know where you come from. He, you know, he knows your background. You know the culture you come out of, the attitudes you learned, things you begin. Your, he knows your beliefs. Even he, he knows your false ones. He knows your true ones. He, he knows your background. He knows you. And he's saying, I know you, Nate. He's saying, I know where you come from, Nate. So he tells him, this is an Israelite indeed. He saw his background. Uh, Acts 17, 26 says, and he has made, speaking of God, he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. So the text is saying God knows where you would be born and live and grow up. God knows he actually predetermined and pre and the time in which he knew that you was coming here in this time, in this era. He wasn't, you weren't going to be born in the 1400s. God knew. And he's appointed a time for you. He knew what nation you would come from, what people, what tribe, what he knew it all. He knew who your parents would be. So when God says to Nate, this is an Israelite indeed, he's, he's speaking volumes to him about that. There's that, 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 a long history. The Israelites have a long history. God is saying, I know about you. I know about your mama. I know about your daddy. <laughs> I know about your granddaddy. <laughs> he's telling him, I know you, Nate. Nate, I know you. Again, he's looking at it from the perspective of the creator, from the master planner, and the savior. I know you, Nate. And then he, 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 he goes on. Uh, uh, um, uh, he goes on and he, he, uh, he tells him more about himself. He tells Nate more about himself. Now he tells him the fifth thing that he sees specifically about him. He sees your heart. 
God sees your heart. John 1, 47 um, and 48a, it says, Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, and he said of him again, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in him in whom is no deceit. Jesus said, Nate, I know your heart. Okay? Not only do I know your background, I know your heart. Not only do I know what my eye can see about you, I know what my eye can't, my physical eye can't see. I know your heart, Nate. And he says, ain't no, 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 no deceit in you. You, you, you. you are a man of integrity. That's what he tells Nate. God knows your heart. Have you come to the, the, the realization at some point where you realize that God knew your heart? He knew exactly what was going on in your heart, what your desires were, what your priorities were, and he showed you that he knew. When that happened to me, I was like, oh, God, oh, God. know you he says I made you I know you and when Jesus told him about his heart told him his background told him about his heart Nate was pricked he was pricked remember he came with doubts he came with doubts and God says I know where you come from. I know your heart. He told him. And then Nate in verse 48 responds. Nathaniel said to him, how do you know me? How do you know me? In other words, you're right. I am an Israelite and I am a man of integrity. But how do you know? How do you know? See, God sees you. He sees you. He's your creator. He's the savior. He has a plan for you. He sees you. He knows your heart. Nate asked him, how do you know? How do you know? And then Jesus goes on and gives him more that he knows to clear up this thing. Remember, he came to him with doubts. But he took action on his doubt. And then God drops a bomb on him because he took action on his doubt. And number six he sees your location. He sees your location. John 1, 48, it says, Nathaniel said to him, how do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. He said, I saw you. Even before Philip called you, 
even before Philip told you to come and see me, I saw you. Jesus says. And guess what happened? The seventh thing happened about what God sees specifically. He sees exactly what you need to remove your doubts about him. He sees exactly what you need to remove your doubts about him. John 149 says, Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Y'all see what happened? He came with doubts saying, can anything good come out of Nazareth? He acted on his doubt. And Jesus engaged him by telling him where he about his background, where he come from, and telling him about his heart. And then told him, I saw you under the fig tree. Now, for you and I, it may not make a whole lot of sense <laughs> on how that was what Nathaniel needed to get out of his doubt. <laughs> Y'all get that? For you, it may not have done nothing. Okay, you've been like still doubting after all of that, but not Nathaniel because the creator sees him from the creator's perspective. <laughs> the creator sees him as the master planner. He sees him as the savior and he told him exactly what he needed to get out of his doubt. But it was because he acted on his doubts, though. He investigated he didn't just sit on his laurels and say, I'll just doubt the rest of my life. And God gave him just what he needed. And then he proclaimed, you are the son of God. At some point for you, the light came on and you said, Jesus, the savior. You, it clicked for you at some point. What made it click for you may not have been what it made it click for, for me. But it clicked. I know for me, when I said yes, the, the preacher said, you better get up while the blood running warm in your veins. And it was something about that that just made me get up. <laughs> now, I thought he meant something different than he really meant about it. But God knew what I needed to know. <laughs> Y'all get this? God knew what I needed to hear for me to pull the trigger, for me to say, okay, yes, Lord. He knew what you needed to know for you to say, yes, Lord. Because he see you. He sees you. And even now after being saved and you still have some doubts, he sees your doubts still. And he still knows what it takes to get you beyond it. But we have to act on it. We have to come and see. We got to come and see. And God will give us, because he don't want us in that place of doubt. Because he has a plan. He has a plan for, plan for us. And so um, Genesis uh, 6.13 says, and this is speaking of, of Hagar, Sarah's, who's Abraham's wife, her handmaid, 
who, because they were trying to fulfill God's promise the wrong way, Sarah gave her handmaid to her husband so that they can produce a child whose name was Ishmael. But that wasn't the promised child. They did that on their own. And when she got pregnant, um, something happened in the relationship between Sarah and Hagar. They was no longer vibing anymore. And, and, and Sarah treated her harshly, and Hagar ran away from her handmaid, from, her, from, her, from Sarah, who she was the handmaid or servant of. And while she ran away, the angel of the Lord met Hagar and said these things um, to her. Genesis 16, 13. Yeah. Well, he told her to go home, to go back, and that God has a plan for you and your child. And when she, so here she decided she was going back, and she went back. And then it says here, verse 13, Genesis 6, 13, 16, 13. She gave his name, this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. So God did with Hagar, gave her exactly what she needed to get back in alignment and to see and know that God sees her. So she declares, I've had an encounter with the all-seeing God. How have you responded when you encountered the all-seeing God? Did you declare and speak one of God's titles and say, God, you are the merciful God. You are the loving God. You are the saving God. You are the holy God. You are the righteous God. When you had your experience. And then the eighth thing that God sees specifically about you is he sees what you will see in the future. He sees what you will see in the future. John 1, 50 and 51 says, Jesus answered and said to him, because I said this to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter, you shall see the heavens, heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So Jesus says, you, you believe just because I said that? Which he already knew what it would work. <laughs> but he wanted to communicate to him, that ain't nothing. <laughs> he said, if that caused you to believe, you're going to see some greater things than that. That's the message he was trying to convey um, to Nathaniel. You're going to see some greater things. As long as you keep acting on your doubts, coming and seeing, you're going to keep seeing some greater things. God is saying to you, if you keep acting on your doubts, you keep trusting him, you keep walking with him, even though you're doubting, God is going to show you some greater things. And he says, there are going to be some greater things than this that you're going to see. 
First Corinthians 2 9 says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard. Nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. The eye ain't seen. The ear ain't heard what God has for you. But it's going to take you to act on your doubts. To keep walking with him so he can begin to show you more and more things. Remember, he is the creator. He is the master planner. He is the savior. And he says, I know the plans I have for you. Give you hope in the future make you prosper he says but I know you got doubts but keep walking with me keep coming and seeing and trusting me I'm going to show you some greater things amen you've been listening to one by one here's a personal message from Pastor Robert you may have never said yes to Jesus Christ you know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Thank you for listening.